Welcome to Fire Your Therapist, a podcast with a radical perspective on mental health. Here are your hosts, Carrie and Dan. Welcome to Fire Your Therapist. Uh, before we get started, just hang on one second. One second. Dan, we're starting the show. Yeah. No, right now, we've already started. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I'm taking a selfie. What? What's with the What's with the lips? I thought you were supposed to make dog lips when you when you take a selfie. No. <laughs> it's called duck face. Duck face. Yeah. I, I was making a duck and face. And it's not cute. For my, for my selfie. Listen. I know that you're trying to find the perfect shot to put online so that you can get all the admiration of all your friends, but we need to start the show. Okay. Time to check in. That was like my 12th picture and it came out perfect. Oh good. Yeah. I'm glad that we have digital cameras and we can just take as many as we want. Whatever happened to Candids? Candids? You know, when someone takes a picture of people doing natural things and they're not posing. Oh, I remember those days. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was good. It was like when we were children. <laughs> right. Right. That was fun. Things have changed. Yeah. What are we talking about today? Well, selfies. I think we should talk about selfies. Oh, I should take another one. No. Oh. <laughs> Please don't. Okay. I can't sit through another one. Can we get started? Let's get started. Check in. Okay, let's check in. Uh, should I go first? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't understand selfies. You don't understand them? Nope. Then how are you going to talk about it? It's okay. You ask the questions and I'll be the authority on this. Fair enough. I understand everything about selfies. Excellent. I'm, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm excited to be enlightened on this show. Oh, great. I'm here with all of the information. Perfect. And you're here to learn it all. Perfect. Isn't, um, that, isn't that relational? <laughs> sounds good to me. No. Um, but yeah, seriously, I, I mean, I don't understand selfies. Okay. I don't understand how so many people take so many pictures of themselves and put them on the internet. It's well, confusing. All right. This will be an interesting show. Yeah. All right. Would you like to check in? Yeah. I'm in a very zen, calm place and excited to talk about this because um, I, don't, I don't see how people are taking so many selfies all the time and there's not much conversation about how weird it is. I just want to talk about how weird it is <laughs> and um, where it came from. And, you know, there was a time before that ever happened and I don't know. I'll probably have more questions than answers, but it'll be a dialogue nonetheless. So that was a pretty sweet selfie you took while we were opening I'm yeah. going to put it on Facebook. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty good one. I mean, I didn't see it from your perspective, but I saw it from my perspective. So I took a picture of you taking a picture of yourself. You took a meta selfie. Mm. Observational selfie? I don't know. No, a meta selfie would be a selfie of a person taking a selfie. So I would have to be facing a w- backwards and take it over my shoulder at you? Oh, maybe. And then you'd be photobombing my selfie of your selfie. So basically, I would need two cell phones. <laughs> so I could take one picture of myself taking a selfie, taking a selfie. I wonder if anybody listening doesn't know what a selfie is. It just occurred to me. It's, a, it's taking a photo of your selfie <laughs> and putting it online. Yes. And uh, this generation coming up where everybody has a cell phone and everybody has a camera on their cell phone and everyone has a cell phone that can turn the camera around to face themselves and take a picture of themselves um, right. have become quite obsessed with doing that. Yeah. 
And I mean, I'm sure we're going to get into lots of different ideas about selfies, but the thing that always catches my attention first is how often a selfie is some sort of pose that's very sexual or objectified or it's in some way like it's always about look at some naked part of my body or not always but frequently 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 i mean i think we're interested in talking about that type of selfie there's also the selfie where you've been hiking all day and you take a picture of yourself with a mountain behind you and it's more about like look oh, at this cool thing a, i saw that's and i point. was here look i'm in the photo it's not just a picture of the mountain. It's a picture of you on the mountain. That's a good distinction. I guess those don't pop out to me as selfies in the really? same way. But yeah, of course they're selfies. Well, yeah. anytime you're taking a photo of yourself. Right. Right. Or yourself and other people. So I guess it's the selfies that are really specifically, look at me, I'm on display. Mm-hmm. That we're, is that what we're talking most about? Well, we're responding to an article that uh, you sent me and we put on our Facebook if you care to read it and we're responding to it because I think there's a specific case in there. Do you want to talk about it? You want me to explain? There's a specific case in this article that is saying, um, psychologists or psychiatrists that are seeing clients, younger people with body dysmorphic disorder, meaning they perceive themselves very differently than reality would perceive them. So, um, that there's this new obsession among people that fall into this category where they're taking incredible amounts of selfies all day long, every day, trying to get the perfect pose. Mm -hmm. And then looking at these photos and saying, oh no, my nose doesn't look right, my eyes don't look right, my makeup isn't right, my hair, you know, and taking more and more to try to get the perfect shot. And there's one case in this article where um, the person was trying to get the perfect selfie, they couldn't, and they decided, well, I would rather die. I mean, this is a very, very, very extreme case. Wow. I don't think this is um, a typical scenario. Most of the selfies we see are people, right, like trying to um, appear, like you were saying, Dan, um, overly sexualized, or they, they're almost objectifying themselves and then putting that out there. But I think the purpose of it isn't necessarily, oh, can I take a photo of myself that I appreciate? It's, can I take a photo that other people are going to respond online and say that they like it they're going to give me like a hundred thumbs up or they're going to respond and say that i'm hot or i'm beautiful or i'm sexy and the gratification that i get from that social feedback is feeding my um self-esteem right or my ego or whatever it is that i'm searching for right well i think the issue of body dysmorphia is a really interesting one i want to come back to that but um, what you just said about putting a lot of pictures online and hoping for a lot of thumbs up, a lot of likes, a lot of comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really interesting to me because I think there are definitely people who are putting a lot of stuff online, selfies, that they want others to see. But I, I can't help but think that a lot of them, like the, the one extreme case in that article, he wasn't posting many of them. And if he right. was, there wasn't enough time to get any feedback. It was just a very compulsive taking the picture, looking at it himself to see how he thought it looked, and then moving on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe there's an interesting distinction between a whole lot of selfies that are for public consumption and somebody wanting feedback to either confirm mm-hmm. something or help with self-esteem or insecurity or, or something like that, and someone who's 
um, posting, taking lots of pictures of selfies and not posting them. Well, both could be linked to self-esteem, though. Yeah. If, let's say, I tried to get the perfect shot and took photo after photo after photo, and I was dissatisfied with all of them, I may not post them because I would, uh, I would fear the impact or I would fear the response that either people would not comment on it or they would not like it, and then it would confirm what I originally thought about myself is that I can't take a good photo because I'm not good looking or I'm not this or I'm not that. Mm. So that could, it could be linked to self-esteem also if you're not posting because it's fear-based. But then if you are posting and, and you need the feedback to feed the self-esteem, you right. know, it could be either side, I guess. Right. You're not posting them because you're waiting for one that's good enough that you want to post it to get the feedback you want. Maybe. Yeah. I did have a client once who uh, would go on Facebook regularly and, um, they spend a lot of time looking at other people's photos and other people's lives through these photos. And we're going to have a whole episode. This is, this is one of many, many episodes we're doing on this little series. Um, so we'll talk specifically about like social media later, but she would go on and, um, and see other people's lives through Facebook and posted um, very few photos of her own life. And it came from that place of, I don't, I'm, I'm fearing the rejection of it. Hmm. But it didn't. I don't think it stopped her from. Um, I don't know if she took photos or and just didn't post them, or if she just Im- imagined herself taking photos and stopped before she did. But either way, there wasn't there was an obsession with going online and looking at other people's selfies and other people's photos of their lives. But hmm. um, it was an interesting view of narcissism. I don't know if you would see it in that light or not. Well, I'm sure there's pieces of narcissism that correlate with selfies. Um, I think that's part of what that article was pointing at. Um, well, what I, I was illustrating was more of a deflated narcissism. You know, more the other end of the spectrum of like, I can't necessarily take on other people's perspectives. Right. Um, because all, I'm obsessed with my, uh, my own perspective of how worthless I am, which right. is still a, still a self self-directed uh, perspective, right? Is feeling worthless versus feeling um, all important and, you know, amazing and perfect. And, you know, uh, I'm thinking of like Kanye West kind of narcissism. Did I lose you on that? <laughs> um, no. So here's a, let me throw back a, a sort of an oversimplification and tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. What if there's some subtle dividing line between taking a lot of selfies and genuinely being interested in the commentary from the public. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a self-esteem issue or whether it's without any sort of pathology, just um, here are some images of me, I want to see what the world thinks of them. Mm-hmm. Versus I'm going to take a lot of images of me and I just want to look at them. Mm-hmm. Right. I wonder if, if that distinction... Um, can tell us anything about how severe narcissism might be, whether it's narcissism versus just being really egocentric or insecure or what do you think? Um, that's interesting. I don't know if I've personally known anyone who's, who's taken a lot of selfies and not posted them. I'm, I can imagine that scenario and how uh, is, that's what they're talking about in the article, right? Someone who's not necessarily posting 
I'm more familiar with the other side of it where it's about the feedback. Right. And um, maybe not necessarily everyone is impacted by whether or not they're getting comments. It's about the posting itself. It's like once I've posted a photo of myself, now I get to see myself online. Um, so I don't know if you're making a distinction between posting and not posting or if you're making a distinction between needing the feedback or not needing the feedback. I was thinking more about the needing the feedback versus not needing the feedback. Okay. And in terms of um, can their ego handle the feedback? Are they interested in the feedback? Mm-hmm. Because I, I would imagine that if somebody's narcissism was very severe, um, the risk of the feedback wouldn't be worth it. Right. It would be too much to take in. And there's maybe something more soothing by just taking the pictures and mostly just looking at them oneself. Yeah. Or not checking to see if people have left feedback. Um, I know people that on Facebook, all of their profile photos are all taken, you know, by themselves. And it's the same pose, same face, same smile. It's very practiced. And, you know, it's over and over and over, just different location or different hair, different day, right? Right. But it's the same thing. Um, And it's almost like the perfect practiced pose. And I think everybody has a favorable side of themselves that they like to show and they like to see themselves that way. And you're going to put up a photo that you feel is representative of who you think you are, you know, myself included. Like I want to be seen in a specific light that I feel honors who, how I see myself. Um, But I don't know if, uh, if it's necessarily about the feedback for everyone, but when it is, when it is, how delicate then is that self-esteem? Should you not get any comments or likes on your photo? Then are you putting your self-esteem in the hands of everyone else? Right. And that's how you view yourself and that's how you determine your worth and your value. And we all know that when you get to a place where you no longer feel that you are valued, you no longer feel like that you have worth, that's a point that people come to and often contemplate suicide. Because if you don't feel valuable or or worth anything, then what does your life mean to you? So it, it has that danger, dangerous edge to it, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it comes to narcissism, because there's that flip-flop between the inflated narcissist that's very, you know, ego-heavy, and the deflated. And that, you know, that flip-flop happens probably when the feedback changes. Maybe not for everyone. Right. Um, let's, let's get into that more, um, as you said in the episode, more specifically about, um, personality process. Um, Mm -hmm. and let's jump back to body dysmorphia, which is one of the things the article was about. Yeah. I can't place where it all comes from for me, but I get a lot of concern when I see so many girls taking photos where they're either like the one in the article. I don't remember if she was in a bikini or if she had her shirt pulled up, but the example they gave that was the Miley Cyrus. Is that who that was? Yeah, oh. <laughs> you didn't recognize her. Shows how little I know. Yeah, I think um, it was when she was younger. Gotcha. You know, I have a very like sociological perspective on body image and like culture with women and how oppressive that is. Like, I'm not totally naive to it, but at the same time. I worry that having no conversation about these selfies that are all about body image Mm -hmm. leaves this gaping hole 
Right. Right. In an otherwise larger conversation about like advocating for women not to be objectified. And mm -hmm. then there's this, this whole selfie thing is like working against that. And I, I fear that so many women are undermining anything they might be gaining from healthy relationships by having this counterbalance that says, nope, it's just about your body. It's just about how you look. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can see the slightest ripple or curve, then you're probably fat and take another selfie after you've run around the block. Or just disguise it in some way when you take the next photo. <laughs> you can see a lot of these photos, right, from the neck up. <laughs> and then you meet someone in real life and you're like, wow, you look so different than all of the photos that I've ever seen of you. Um, I know that you're, I know you well enough to know that there's another conversation that happens around this topic that we probably don't have enough time for. That is, you know, all of the relational contributions in society that, you know, lead women to believe that this is how we need to take photos. Um, I, I'm speaking up for you now because I know not everybody listening will know that side of you. But, um, you know, as we wrap up, if this is a good time, because we could go on forever about this. But I wanted to call for um, any questions or, or comments on this topic that we can do another piece of our little mini series on um, that could be in response to whatever comes up for people. But as I check out, um, I just want to throw out there that, yeah, we're talking about selfies as you were just mentioning, Dan, being related to body image and all this, these things for women. And, you know, we could also go into, you know, what it's like in, you know, among men and what their selfies are like and all these other things. Um, but I want to throw out there this little piece that I've been thinking a lot about lately. Um, Gina Davis has a whole spiel about the media and how women are portrayed in the media. And she talks a lot, a lot, a lot about how unfairly represented we are and how if you can see it, you can be it. So a lot of girls grow up and on television, you only see the overly sexualized wife, perfect, you know, bodied woman, um, and all these other representations of what women can be. And if you see that, then you know that you can be that. And so we learn these ways to objectify ourselves because we recognize that that's how we're valued. Um, and I'm not speaking for everyone, but I'm speaking in a stereotypical way. We know the messages that we receive. And so she speaks a lot about if we can see it, we can be it. So we need to put other images out there because if we see that there's another option, then we can be that other option. But even in a movie, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, I never did until she drew attention to it. She says, when people write a script, they say, and a crowd gathers. And um, in whatever scene it may be, and there's a crowd in the background. And did you know that in that crowd, it's going to be a significant amount of men in every movie you have ever seen? It's completely unequal. Even though half the population in the world is women, hmm. you're going to see an incredible amount of men in any crowd in any movie. She said, people need to actually start writing into their scripts and a crowd gathers, half of which are women, in order to actually make that translate onto the screen because it's not happening. And it's ridiculous when you start to pay attention to um, how people are portrayed in the media, even on Modern Family, which they're trying to be progressive and have a gay couple and all of these other things that they're trying to represent a more normal, messy, typical kind of life. There's still one of the couples on the show has a very young, very busty, very beautiful, foreign, exotic woman dating a very much older, uglier man with a pot belly, right? And there's, you know... 
that comes up in almost every television show you ever see. So when women are taking selfies, it's, you know, right. understandable why. But that's my checkout because that could be a whole, <laughs> a whole episode for me too, talking about gender differences and those kind of things. Right. Right. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I appreciate what you're saying about the media and it just scares me even more that this trend of, um, over-sexualized, body image-based selfies is kind of doing the job of the media for them, mm-hmm. right? So the whole generation of young women who are taking that over, and now we don't need um, producers on a show that put only men in the background or only uh, put you know, skinny, attractive women in certain roles. Now we're going to use Facebook instead, and we'll, in, we'll you know, oppress ourselves with the same body image issues without the support of the media. It's, it's, uh, it's a little frightening to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my checkout would be that uh, I'm also really interested in what people think about this. I know that in a few conversations I've had about selfies since we posted that article on Facebook, um, it has felt like I'm representing the view of an older generation. And most people that are five or ten years younger than me or even younger than that are completely oblivious to this and think I'm picking on the current generation's version of normal for their culture. And maybe I am. It's tough for me to tell, but I'd love to hear what other people have to say about this. Yeah, I'd I'd be interested in hearing about it too because I had a selfie phase when it first began and I was like, oh, this is what people do now. And I participated. And then I got to a point where I I had a moment where I considered what, what is this that I'm participating in? And recognized, I guess, what it meant to take one and what it means and all those kind of things. And I was actually repulsed by the fact that I had ever taken one after that realization. And not because, it, you know, taking a selfie is the worst thing in the world, but um, just how anti-reality that it is. Right. And how, I don't know, when, you, when you're taking a photo of yourself... You're actually documenting your alone time, which is kind of interesting because when you're alone, you're, you know, I don't know if you're a girl and you're putting on your makeup in the mirror in the morning or doing your hair or guys shaving or whatever. You see yourself in the mirror when you're prepping for your day or ending your day or whenever you happen to look. Um, But at other times when you're interacting with other people, um, that's more like the meat of your life. So it's interesting to have this part of your life that's basically alone documented. I don't know if we've done that in any other generation before. Hmm. That's a good point. So I don't know. I guess that part of it's interesting to me. And I don't know if that's the part of the generation they're saying, oh, this is our thing. This is what we do. And it's about that kind of documentation. But um, I don't really believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's what it's about. I really do think it's it's more geared towards... Um, self-indulgence right. and, and I think that'll come up a lot in our social media episode. Mm-hmm. Well, let's wrap up this episode and please send us your comments. You can email us at feedback at firetherapistshow.com. You can tweet us at FYT show or like us on Facebook. Fire Your Therapist was produced by Yumi Media. Subscribe to our free podcast on iTunes or go to fireyourtherapistshow.com where you can find podcasts, resources, and more.